Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of Nothing But The Truth I'm your host, Mr. Evan Brooks Let me bump that some more right there Y'all know nothing about loose ends right there That's a hot track right there I'm taking you back to the 80s right there Y'all know nothing about that I'll teach you about that soon (laughs) I'm feeling good today I'm feeling real good today Today's date is September 16th 2012 This is going to be a 30 minute show And we're going to talk about the facts that matters the most Let me give you an introduction of what this show is about Because a lot of people want to know And I'll go ahead and give that to you I don't want you to be like I don't know what's going on What this guy's talking about 
If you're new to the show, our show talks about the issues that involve everyday life that the mainstream media will not speak or give full details about, from love and relationships to black black history, politics, civil rights, police brutality, and injustices throughout the land. Are you tired of the same old news that really does not give you any news but just straight lies? Are you fed up with listening to the issues that do not reflect your community and the issues revolving around your community? If you say yes, then you are at the right place. As nothing but the truth, we will give you the truthful knowledge and news so you can have the facts you need to have for empowerment and true freedom from the chains of society that lingers you from having true knowledge of oneself and how to change the game around in your favor. Now, people who are listening to the show, you can go to iTunes and get the show. You just go to uh, iTunes, type in nothing but the truth. The icon should come up. The icon should either be, it should say Blog Talk Radio, but it, it will have nothing but the truth. Either the pyramids or my old icon symbol that I used to have the two couples holding each other. You have all the shows that I've been doing since... 2007, and I'm going to keep feeding more shows and more shows on there because I'm way behind on the shows due to commitments that I had to do, traveling, things like that, but I'm going to keep pumping them out. You can also go to the site www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash NBA underscore truth. You can go there. You can get the shows. You can download them too. Now, they will work for Android as well too. Also, if you do go to Blog Talk, and I really do need you to go to Blog Talk to get these shows, I need you to take the emblem for the show and put it on your web page. I want people to follow the show through Twitter. I want people to go on Facebook, post it, let everyone know, hey, listen to this track. We need to get more people to listen to the show because, I mean, to me, I think it's very important that you know what's going on around you. Now, I know sometimes you say, well, I don't have time to watch the news because it's, it's just getting stupid. And I can understand that, too, because sometimes, well, I'm not even going to say sometimes. All the time they give you something that doesn't make sense, they tell you half-truth. For example, they might tell you about someone doing something crazy, like the guy who broke into LL Cool J's apartment, or his house, actually, broke into his house. They never disclosed who he was or how he looked. Why was that? They didn't want to show a black guy beating the hell out of some white guy. Let's be honest. And I'm not I'm not shitting on no white people or anything like that. But the media do not want to have the image right there going into young black boys' minds or young black men, you know. Even though the guy did that shit, you know, sit there and try to break into someone's house thinking it was going to be easy grab. They don't want that image to be portrayed. The image that they want to have portrayed is that, you know, white is superior, white is inferior. It shouldn't be nowhere near that. It should be equality across the, the whole thing. But you got people who still want to throw images on there. I see it on a highway when I go home. On a highway, they have a digital advertisement ad. And they show someone, fuck, they never, ever showed anyone white on there. They always show some, some kid, black. Always uh, assault, rape, things like that. 
And you imagine riding down the street looking at the highway. It's lit up, too. It's the brightest thing lit up. Do you really want to have that in your mind? Now, what do you tell your child when they're riding in the car with you, what they see up there when they're reading? They can read. This got to stop. We got to take charge of what's being displayed to us in our TV screens, what's being played on the radio, and what is being displayed in newspapers, articles, things of that nature right there. This show debunks all that crap that you see on TV, and we get right down to the gist of it. Now, Mr. 910 comes on a show with me every once in a while, and he comes with truthful stuff. He's Mr. 910. And I really want to get people involved with the show and understand what's going on. For people that's about to call in, the number is 646-716-7911. Today's show, and I really had to think about this right here. Today's show, we will talk about what matters when going to the polls. I want some things for you to think about when considering going to the polls. I have President Barack Obama's uh, website listed up, and I have Mr. Mitt Romney's website posted up. And I got them side by side, and we're going to go down the list line by line on what their views are. Because some people are confused. Some people say, what are you? Consider and where you consider, and you have again media trying to incinerate one thing after the other. And I want you to know the facts. There's a lot of stuff that he spoke about uh, this past week, right here, as far as his situation with having a plan. If you watch Meet the Press, he was on there saying that he wanted to end uh, loopholes, but he wouldn't explain what the loopholes that he was talking about. And what I know, and you should know what those loopholes are. The housing, with the mortgages, you know, people who first-time buyers, you know, things like that. He didn't bring that up, but he wants to get rid of that. He did talk about, you know, cutting the regulators, you know, out of corporate, you know, Wall Street. I'm going to hit on that, too. We have to be aware of what people say to us. Someone can say something to you and have a hidden meaning if you're not hip to it. That ain't going to speak straight up with you because we live in a world where everyone's politically incorrect, you know, politically correct, excuse me. But you have people who might say something to you funny. I had someone say that to me this past week right here, talking crazy to me, you know, and, you know, speaking in little hidden tongues, but I corrected that right there too. And you shouldn't have to have that. I'd rather be bold because the person who's bold ain't going to be speaking in hidden codes or anything need to be up front because that right there that that chumps off someone trying to say something funny to you oh that looks right or you know things like that that chumps all that mess right there when you coming up being straight up when someone's speaking in hidden codes for example what Mitt Romney's got displayed on here which I'm about to go into some people fall for that but you gotta realize what that means when someone say I'm gonna cut discretionary spending across the board by 5%. Now, you know, 5%, so you might say, that ain't a lot. But you got to think about how budgets cut up. It's not equally divided here. You get the same equal amount. Everything is broke down into a certain portion. So if you already had a little portion and 5% hit you, and let's say you might have had 
something smaller than that amount right there, that's going to affect you more. So let's be honest with that. Let's be honest with what we're about to get into. Let me start it up. I don't want everyone to be all upset and stuff, but I'm really going to give you the truth. I don't have time to lie to you and throw false ads, try to make you see things a different way. I want to let you see the thing one way, and one way is the truth. Let's go into it. Okay. As you know, President Barack Obama is Democrat, Mitt Romney's Republican. Get that clear. The president's profession was a lawyer, politician, an author. Mitt Romney's a businessman, a politician, an author. The president went to Harvard Law School, Columbia University. Mitt Romney went to Stanford University. Birgham of Young University, Harvard University. Okay, let's get into the gist of it. The position on the economy. This is what the president has as far as his position on what he sees for the economy. Repeal Bush tax cuts for households earning more than $250,000. Lower taxes on manufacturing industry. Stimulus spending and tax cuts to grow the economy short term. Cut spending and raise taxes on the wealthy to reduce the deficit long term. So that means he has a short term plan. He has a long term plan. Because let's realize this: the deficit is not going to be taken care of in the next four years. I don't care what who is in that office. It's going to be a long term thing because this happened way before the president stepped in. Before Bush stepped in. Well, I take that back. It happened right when Bush got in. Let's be honest, because we had a surplus. At the end of Clinton's uh, era as being a president, he left out of there with a surplus. And that ain't really been pulled off in a long, long time. I mean, hell, half a century. So now we're left with a surplus. You could do good things with it. Instead of doing good things with it, you have people, lobbyists, people that was on Bush's side that might have told him, hey, we could do this with that. And it kept getting deeper, 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 deeper. It's like you digging your own grave. Let's go with Mitt Romney. Make Bush tax cuts permanent. Lower corporate tax rate across the board to 25%. Cut taxes, regulations to encourage business. Cut non-security discretionary government spending by 5% to reduce deficit. So a lot of y'all want to know what discretionary spending is. Let me break it down. Discretionary spending is part of the, of the United States federal budget that is negotiated between the president and Congress each year as part of the budget process. It includes everything that is not in the mandatory budget, which are programs required by law to provide certain benefits, such as Social Security and Medicare. Now, he got something going on with that right there. Some of the things that we're talking about is health and human services, housing and urban development, the Justice Department. Those are some of the things right there. So, for example, your Justice Department, let's say, has cut down on the the things that goes on, like your police, things like that. Some people, that's good, that's good. No, it's not. You still need to have law enforcement. I'm not vouching for someone to sign up to be a police officer, but you still going to have law enforcement. you got to have that. But if you cut programs where they're not supporting to get things taken care of, is that going to make things get better or make things get worse? 
I'll let you decide that one right there. As far as health and human services, this is like free clinics, people who don't have the funds. And we got to be real with ourselves. If you sit there and call yourself, oh, I'm, I'm with God, I'm Christian, things like that. I'm not telling you what your beliefs is, but if you say you're a good-hearted person, but you turn around and you know someone out there who doesn't have the means available as you would, you wouldn't want them to sit there and die or whatever, right? Because some people have issues, and it might not be able to attain those services as you would because you have a job of insurance. And this is going to lead down what I'm saying, insurance, you know, discretionary spending, things like that. I'm going to lead you up to it, but I want you to consider those things right there. That if you're not able, if they get cut, it's not going to be gone all the way, but some of those services that they offer will be gone. So it's not going to be the program's gone, but it's going to be hurt. It's like if someone cuts your hand off. You'll live still, but you're not going to be fully functional. You're not going to be able to hold your whole things with both hands. You only got one hand. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Let's go with the next one. Position on health care. Signed in 2010, President Barack Obama, health care overall bill. Calls for patient protections that like allowing coverage for pre existing conditions. Not letting insurers cancel policies when patients get sick and requiring individuals to buy insurance or pay a fine. Okay, listen to this right here, Mitt Romney's view. Though he created a similar legislation in Massachusetts, promises to uh, to repeal Barack's 2010 health care overall, would encourage individuals to purchase their own health insurance rather than rely on their employers. Now, that makes no sense. Does anyone know what COBRA is? Before I continue on, you know, COBRA insurance, if you know what I'm talking about right there, let's say you didn't have insurance, for example. Let's say you left your job or you got fired and you didn't have any insurance. Some insurance you can buy separately, which you all know, but it's going to be higher. COBRA, for example, when I left my job working for Sanborn, they offered me COBRA insurance. Instead of paying your normal $17 or $50 a month, you've been paying like $200 a month for this insurance. The same insurance, nothing changed. It's just that your employer's not flipping the bill. That's what that means right there. So instead of the employer's having to pay the cost of your insurance for you, which they should, they, if you're busting your ass, they should help you. I'm not saying you, it should be scot-free. Not, no way I'm not saying that. Some jobs can do that, but I'm not saying that most jobs that I've been working at, they help pay for some of it. They, they front up the cost. They cover that part because they know on a long-term basis that, hey, I need to show my, my employee that I got their back instead of being, well, you're on your own. That's basically what that means right there. So you're you're going to tell the employers, basically not going to force them to have insurance, basically. You could turn around and put in another law saying that, hey, I don't have to provide you no insurance. I can give you half trapped or whatever. I'm not saying it's going to happen if he stepped in, but it could lead down to that because he's like, I would encourage individuals 
So, you know, you really like going to sit there and talk to them. You're going to talk to employees, hey, man, you know, we can give you another tax deduction. You even got to get insurance for these people. They get their own insurance. And let's be honest with you. We already know right now it's already hard enough to come home and uh, bring a check in. And then you got to pay insurance and you got other things. You got expenses and stuff. You got bills to pay. Now, on top of you, are not going to help me with the insurance. That's messed up right there. As I continue, and if you got any questions, just call into the show. I'm going to keep going. Let's see. Positions on immigration. Supports a path to legalize for legal immigrants that includes learning English and paying fines. Toughen penalties for hiring legal immigrants. Vote for defense along the Mexican border. That's President Barack Obama. Will make the English the official language of the U.S. and turn off the madness like the tuition breaks or other breaks that draw people to this country illegal. Stupid, stupid, stupid. And I know everyone's saying, you must be favoring the president. I am. I ain't going to lie. But uh, if the whole situation right there, first off, you're going to make the English language the official language. That's stupid. Let's be honest with you. By 2050, the majority will be Hispanic Americans. In this country. You know what? You know, I think that's stupid. You shouldn't worry about no one's language. You know, most of these kids out here now, they can speak two or three languages. My nephew can speak three languages. So that shouldn't be no problem. That's It should be no problem about, you know, I will make it official language. You know, you're going to learn it. child's going to learn it real quick. Don't come off and say, well, if you don't know, you can't come in. And then, you know, I understand people coming into the country, this and that, but you got to look at it like this because some people get mad. Some people say, well, they're hiring illegals and this and that. Like, or they get mad. They get mad at the illegals, but let's take it back a few centuries ago. You know, when blacks were free, right? You need to be a sharecropper, you know, free men. Black people were free. You could be a sharecropper, work back out in the fields. Because they didn't know what to do. Go out north, up north, try to start something new, or go out west, be one of the cowboys. And we'll talk about that in history lesson right there, about one-third of the cowboys were African-Americans. We'll talk about that. The thing is, the employers hired the black people that were free because they wouldn't get paid nothing. Think about it. You're a slave. You're not getting paid nothing. Might the man might tell you, hey, I pay you. It might not be the same as what uh, this white guy's paying you, but I'm gonna hire you because it's cheaper for me. And he's like, hell, it's better than nothing, right? At least I have money in my pocket. It might not be much as what the white man has right here, but it will be money in my pocket. People got mad at the blacks. Why would you get mad at them? They ain't the one coming there with a gun in their hand and saying, hey, you better hire me. I'm going to shoot your brains out. And there were fights. People get hung, getting killed, things like that. Henry Ford was the first one to pay blacks and whites the same amount. That was kind of controversial back in the day when uh, coming up with the automobile, he said he wanted to have it fair across the table right there. You know, Why should I underpay the blacks when they're doing the same amount of work as the whites over here? People got mad about that. People get mad at the Mexicans coming in the country, and they 
not having much money. They're coming in here, and these employers are hiring them. If you want to get mad at anyone, you get mad at the employers. Don't get mad at the people coming in here getting enticed by these people who say, hey, I'm going to hire Because, look, that won't come if they wasn't getting hired. <laughs> so think about it. They would not come if no one was hiring them. They can come if all they want to. I'm not hiring you. I'm not hiring you. What do you think they're going to do? It's going to be a matter of time before they turn back and say, I'm heading back to Mexico. So, people, we got to get that all out of our back of our heads right there. Because that's who they're talking about. They're not talking about Canadians. They're talking about Hispanics, Mexicans. They shouldn't come off saying, hey, y'all messing it up for us. No, it's not them. People will hire them, just like they hire blacks. It's not think because black people, we got to get it out of our mind, you know. Because my dad used to uh, talk to me, like, well, Mexicans taking the jobs. And it's not them. It's not their fault. Just like when blacks got free, you hear a white person saying, well, blacks are taking the old job, blah, blah, blah. It's not their fault. The person know how to say no. You can't walk up on a job at a, a dealership and say, I'm here to work the first day. <laughs> it don't work that way. They got to select you. You got to get interviewed. They decide the same thing. You just can't walk up there and say, okay, I'm working. They don't know who the hell you are. They have to put the money in your pocket. The employers have to choose on that part right there. Okay. Position on Iraq. Oppose evasion from the beginning. Oppose troop increase and military operations in Iraq. Negotiated, you know, on the previous negotiated Bush timeline. Bush put that timeline, if you don't remember that, he wanted to get out of there by 2011. Made no effort to keep promise to exit in 2009. Troops moved to Afghanistan and Iran. Iranian border. Rami says that keeping the U.S. in Iraq is the best option for minimized casualties and development of democratic government in Iraq. I'm going to leave that one up to y'all. I'm not really going to hit on that one right there because on a situation like that, you know what happened. You know what we discovered and what we did not discover I'm going to say it again. You know what we discovered. You know what we did not discover. Positions on Iran. Engage in direct diplomacy. Tighten economic sanctions with international cooperation. Military option not off the table. Failed to deliver on a 2008 campaign promise to meet Iranian president without preconditions. That's what the president did. Military option not is not off the table. So... That's how it says right there. And speaking about that, about the whole situation in Libya and, and Egypt and Israel, the president made the right decision as far as what he did, as far as his position. But with Mitt Romney, like people say, he's jumping the gun. He's jumping off right there. Don't know all the situation. The president have people in higher positions, joint chiefs of staffs. He's got CIA He's got all types of national security agency. He got all that intelligence together before he make a decision where this guy doesn't have – he might have all that money, but he doesn't have the same resources what the president has. He doesn't have troops out there, have agents out there. It'd be like I have all my facts. I have enough facts to make a logical decision on what I need to do. It, it shot him in the foot right there, what that did to Mitt Romney. Because he's trying to say, hey, every time the president says something, have you noticed every time the president says something, he'll say something quite the opposite. He will never agree on what the president says. It, it could be like, okay, the sky is blue, and you see it. 
he would completely say the opposite. The sky is gray. It's gray. Even though you see right there, it's blue. He would disagree on something that's right, where if the, if the president's right, just leave it alone. Move on to another subject. You don't have to comment on it. But don't sit there and disagree on something that everyone's looking at you. Even your own people, even the own Republican Party was looking at him like, what? why did you say that? <laughs> so you got to think about that. Global warming supports a mandatory cap-and-trade system to reduce carbon emissions. Opposed Keystone Exxon Pipeline. Opposes cap-and-trade legislation. Supports Keystone Pipeline. Exporting carbon emissions to China hurts the U.S. and the planet. Humans contribute to the world getting warmer. $20 billion package for energy research and new car technology. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I mean, we don't know if it contributes to the world getting warmer. We don't know. We wouldn't hear with uh, with satellites 2,000 years ago, so we don't know. We're just now having satellites put in the air no more than 60, 70 years ago now. So let's be honest with that. We we can't really say much on that right there. But about this energy package, that's another hustle. I'm telling both parties right there. And we really want to make sure we have energy efficient cars and really put like a hurt because, you know, we're the number one consumer when it comes to cars. We could have went ahead, and I don't know if you heard about that on my last show, we could have went ahead and put in on having a legislated government that puts down a mandatory law saying, you know, by this timeline, cars are either going to be running off methanol because you could, we got plenty of methanol in this country. You can make trades with uh, Brazil. You can get away from Iran. That's the whole situation. Not Iran, but you can get away from OPEC. If we start working on ethanol like Brazil did, we have genetic engineering here in the United States. We can genetically modify plants to yield the ethanol that people claim that, well, you know, the corn, we're going to eat the corn. You don't have to necessarily be corn to have ethanol. You have sugar cane, things like that of the sort. You don't have to just stick with one type of stock. It can be weeds. I've seen this in an article, and I can get it to you for the next show. But you don't have to use one type of particular stock or, you know, crop to make the alternate fuel. It's different things that we can do. But if we put it, we put down the mandatory law saying this is will be done by 2015, 2016, or people outside the United States are selling cars in here, you don't have to pay a tariff or whatever, or an extra fee or whatever, because there's a tariff when you bring the cars in here. What what you think they're going to do? What you think they're going to do? You think they're going to be like, well, I guess we pay the extra fee? Hell no. They go ahead and make the cars and switch it out. they Switch out that whole exhaust system, the whole thing of burning fuel. That would, that would switch. You, and the thing is, with the United States, with the Brazil, Brazilian, see, I'm not going off side note right here. What they did was this. They went ahead and, uh, I don't know if y'all remember this. I wasn't here myself, but I read about it, about the whole uh, gas crisis in the 70s right there. They hit the whole world right there when it was the shortage of gas. So 
Brazil was trying to figure out what they wanted to do. So they came up with a cart that just ran off of ethanol. So the car, by the time they got it out there, everything went back and they had a surplus at OPEC. So people didn't buy that car. Or it might have been methanol. It might have had methanol, and no one bought the car. So it was like, okay, it fell. But then they were like, you know what? Well, we might as well just build a car that runs off both. Just run off of uh, ethanol because it had sugar cane down there. They had plenty of sugar cane. And then have gasoline and just in case. So when they said, oh, we're out, everyone bought up the cars that ran off hybrid. So when they came back, with the shortage was gone again. It had surplus. Hey, you can come get it. I said, no, that's all right. That's all right. We got our own source. They kept their money within their country. That's what I'm getting at right there. They built their own fuel source, built the cars to run off of what they needed to run off of, and that money kept in the country. You got to think about that factor right there. How many people would not want to see that happen? Let's see. We're the number one consumer, right? So you have OPEC. They don't want to see that. You have lobbyists that work for OPEC. They ain't getting paid. You got senators in there who who don't want to see that happen because they ain't getting paid if that happens. So they're not going to pass the law that's going to cut their paycheck or cut their little bonus. You don't hear about that. You know, get the book or watch the movie Who Killed an Electric Car. You know, electric car would have came out back in the 80s, but you have people who rigged it where they had all this bullshit came up with the car saying this will blow up, things like that. And they did it with the, the, when it came back, it came out. When it starts coming out the electric car, you don't see too many uh, commercials about it no more. Oh, it's not that good. It, it won't get you there and this and that. They stopped the technology back in 1980 when the car was about to come out. And everyone came up with all this bogus mess, stuff they could have been tweeted on, not just to throw it in a trash can. But when they talk about, oh, alternate sources of fuel, things like that, that should be the number one thing right there. We can grow the crops if not. We can lift the tariff that we have on Brazil, 49 cents, I think, a gallon or whatever for the tax for ethanol. If we wanted to get it, if they brought it in here, they have to pay us 49 cents for it. We can lift that off for a time being and negotiate that, but you know they're not going to talk about that. But we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. I think that's a good show to talk about what's going on with the fuel services. Okay, back on to the show here. well, the whole position on free speech, President Obama signed the H.R. 347 allowing the Secret Service to limit protests based upon threat assessment and proximity. No public position. But yet they call the president weak. You know, the, the Republicans are calling the, the president weak. And he set that up right there. To me, to be honest with you, the president has accomplished a lot of things. And y'all got to realize this, too. I don't have to sit here and convince you. But you look at it. He took out Osama bin Laden. He took him out. He's gone. You know, he took care of the whole issue with uh, the the car manufacturers in this country. You know, we got that taken care of right there. Because if they were gone, there were going to be no more U.S. cars being made no more here. You know, that's our backbone. We found it that, you know, we came with the car here. The president also helped get Wall Street out of the hole. A lot of people don't like that, but you got to realize this. 
Are you going to let the ship sink? Or are you going to try to plug the hole as much as you can, stop all the water from coming in so we can get to shore and try to fix her up? Now, we could save the ship. Let's save it. So you had to make that choice. Some people, I wouldn't do that. Well, okay, apparently the whole system in the United States would have crashed. He had to do it. But you got to understand, this wasn't his doing as far as uh, when he walked in, there was no job growth. With no job growth when he walked in. Once he stepped in and took office, and it took a few months, but then we start seeing job growth. That's what's supporting. You hear people talking about, well, there's no job growth. On his website, actually, you can see and you can look at the uh, the statistics with the U.S. Census. It shows. It shows the president's facts right there. It shows the job growth. I think it's 27 months of job growth. It might slow, but, hey, I'd rather take slow than none or negative. So don't let people fool you with it. And it's not really all based off of what the president do when it comes up to having jobs being created, things like that. Let's be honest. Let's really be honest with it. When the president takes office, he can sit the president. But if you got people who are not backing him up, like Congress, because it shouldn't be no where we're bound to get this president. He's only going to be a one-term president. You're not thinking about the the nation. You're thinking about your damn self. You're thinking about your political affiliation. He reached across to talk to both sides of the party. But if you got people sitting there, just, just sitting there, I can feel what the president going through. You got people sitting there on one-way set minds. You're never going to have things accomplished. Those are the people you need to get their asses out of office. You should look at their record. You should look at your your local. You should look at your state government, look at your congress members, and look how they voted on stuff that the president has. And you might be shocked. You'll be real shocked. You have some Democrats, and you will have a lot of Republicans. That's to do that, even if it was something that might have helped you out. Now, they won't admit to it. They will say something to throw you off, talk about some stuff. But so far, I haven't heard them talk about any solutions, only the problems. Anyone can sit there and talk about problems all day they want to. But when it comes to having solutions, that's where it comes into real character. It comes to real place, showing that someone's coming up with something. Now I know where I'm going to tell you when I get in office. That ain't going to fly. That's like someone telling you, hey, I ain't going to tell you about this car until you buy it, until you sign this contract. That's not going to fly. We need to think about that when we go to the polls. We need to think about all the situations, how that's going to affect us. When someone's not telling you what's going to go on, and you know the debates are coming up less than 20 days, listen to the debates. I hope they ask the hardball questions on both parties. If they ain't asking the questions, it ain't flying. It's supposed to be three debates. We need to know the facts. Mick Romney needs to say what's going on. Because people don't know. You know, people say, I'm going to vote for him regardless. So you don't want to listen to his plan. You're just going to trust him. That's a lot a lot of faith right there. I'd rather listen to someone that's going to tell me what they plan on doing, whether it's right or wrong. And people are waiting on that. You know, people are waiting on those facts right there, and you should demand that. I know some of y'all say, I might not go vote this and that, but it's going to be critical. This one will affect you. And people say, I said it last time. Well, this one's really going to affect you too as well. 
I'm not going to sit there and lie to you. It's not going to happen overnight. And the president said that. I remember that. The president said that when he took office, it's going to take a while. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a while because you can see what's going on. And he's being realistic. He's not going to sell you a kite dream where Mick Romney's saying, hey, day one, I'm going to have 12 million jobs available. It don't work that way. Because on his part of his discretionary uh, spending cut, he's cutting government jobs. That's what he's saying on that, too. All these extra government jobs, you getting paid so much if you're working in the government, that's being cut down, he's saying, if he gets in. So don't think about the government hiring. Because he wants to cut. He's either going to cut the jobs he's going to cut the pay. So don't be thinking about, oh, we're going to get government jobs. He's not talking about that. He wants that on the private sector, and he can't make the private sector hire you if you don't want to hire you. So I want you to think about that. You can go to both their sites. If you want to know both their sites, because I told very little bit about it right here, is go to www.barackobama.com. You can go there, look at his and he'll give you the whole gist of what his party, what his plan is. For Mitt Romney, go to www.mittromney.com. Because it doesn't fly for me. You know, I'm going to cut taxes, fair, flatter, and simpler. Regulation's going to be cut. That was the whole situation with regulation. They'll run around crazy. That's why you had your ATG. You had your Goldman Sachs. You had all those companies acting a damn fool, messing with people's money when they're trying to get houses with subprime rate, things like that, and it jumped back up. And people didn't understand that. You're trying to they, they ripped off a lot of people. They ripped off a lot of people. So now you're saying take away the red tape. That ain't gonna help. <laughs> Let's be honest with you. Let's be honest. That ain't gonna work. My whole thing is this: If you really want change, it doesn't it doesn't start with the president. It starts in your city. You need to be aware of what's going on around you. If you don't understand what's going on around you, ask somebody. If you don't know how to ask somebody, call to the show. I point you to the right direction. But I, I really want you to consider what we went through and what I talked about. And go to these sites before you go vote. You need to know all the facts. Don't go off what TV says because TV is full of crap. Okay? But again, I thank you for tuning in to the show. My name is Mr. Evan Brooks. You can get this show by going to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash score true. Go to iTunes. Download it into your iPhone iPhone 5 is out, by the way. Go get your new iPhone 5 if you're interested in getting that. You can get this in your Android. You can subscribe to the show. Email me at mb underscore truth at yahoo.com. Again, mb underscore truth at yahoo.com. Get the show. Download it. Tell your friends about it. That's what you need to do. Download it. Tell your friends about it. Spread the word. Get the emblem by going to the website and post it on Facebook, MySpace, Black Planet, blogs that you go to. Let people know the show is going on because, like I said, we're picking up more people. And I mean, I ain't stopping for no one. I'm not stopping whether it's just me or Mr. 910 here or other guests. 
I'm not stopping. The show will go on. Now, I will give the truth. I don't care what people say, what people people talk about. You can't lie about the facts. You could tell me, oh, that ass just don't feel right. You can't lie about facts, and I'm giving you facts. Like, again, like I said, I give you my sources. But other than that, I thank you for tuning in. God bless.